1: state, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red, and NFL bet.
2: It's Dugness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, don't do Reno if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and the Blackshirt Hour continues. It's Jay Moore, Blackshirt, Husker, NFL, or co-host, Big Red Wrap-Up. And uh, Jay, if you're watching the video, is is not in a bobcat, but he's uh, he's in a it uh, is uh, four wheel drive. No heat, Jay. I mean, you're wearing sleeves today, but you're still going no heat to do this interview. You are all yeah. football ready.
0: No, it's good. Well, I need you know, gotta have the right audio. You just can't have you know. It's important to have the right. You gotta have the everything in, in perfect place to chat with you guys. So I, I figured. If, didn't want the bluetooth getting interfered all that stuff so we had to have the right uh, the right setting. And you have, have you have a good Monday afternoon
1: chat. You have the soft walls, the seats and the, the soft walls it all absorb sound in a car car not a terrible second location if you don't have a studio recording at home, you know.
2: I, I like the advice but I you know kind of <laughs> could have been crazy to do uh, do a do a hit from the bowling alley. Uh, juniors bowling right now, bowling for dollars. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, he's over at Parkway. They're, uh,
2: he's having a Caucasian and saying,
0: yeah, "There, waiting to pick him up." But him and his buddies just put a parlay together on the on the Bills Steelers game. That's that's just kicked off. So uh, they got that. He said, "Come back and get us in a little bit." Let us let us see this first half bets go out.
2: He's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna be hammering Menthols and be seven pitchers deep. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's too good. And he's gonna
2: lose all his winnings on Keno. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's funny. That's good. Well, let's start out and talk a little NFL from the weekend, and we'll hit some college football too with Sabin and Deboer. Get your thoughts on that, but. Any surprises for you? I thought Cleveland was going to handle business. They got rocked. Stroud looks incredible. So does Jordan Love. My god, Green Bay's a whole different animal. Jaybird, you got young quarterbacks in the NFL that absorb some ups and downs. This was a talking point of ours early earlier and and kind of came through it and and man they're they're settled in and they're playing confident. Uh different animal with with Dylan Raiola, but I ask this because do you just think quarterbacks, the right quarterbacks, are are ready earlier? Is that a fair question?
0: Yeah, it's a a good question because obviously, you know, C.J. Stroud, ready early. Jordan Love obviously sat behind Rodgers for, you know, a few years and looks exactly like Aaron Rodgers playing. I haven't watched a ton of Green Bay games this year. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, the way he kind of throws the football, the sidearm. It's like that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but I think to each and everyone's it's a different situation. I think depending on the offenses that guys are running in college, depending on the coaching they got, uh, depending on the systems they get thrown into right in the NFL, uh, it might take them longer to, to progress and kind of understand everything. So I don't think everyone is just like, oh, gosh, look at C.J. Stroud. You know, as a as a first year quarterback, you can be you know uh, you can lead your team to the divisional playoffs and you know be an all pro. I don't think it's that easy. I think C.J. Stroud is just that good, uh, and I think uh, D'Amico Ryan's is really head, really good head coach and in, in Houston and got him in the right situation. So I just think everything's different, but it's fun to, it's fun to see uh, these young players you know get their chance and then obviously when the opportunity presents itself to capitalize, uh, it just kind of the, we've seen it you know the, the changing of the guard per se here in the last you know few years obviously with Brady retiring Aaron Rodgers getting uh older obviously still trying to play but you've seen the, the Burrows and the the Allens uh the Mahomes uh the Justin Herberts now you got to start throwing C.J. Stroud in there maybe you start you know is uh, love getting into this uh, introduction you know into this crowd because of depending on how you know far Green Bay is able to go so it's just – it's a QB-driven league. This game is QB-driven, and uh, there's some damn good ones playing right now.
1: Well, Jay, it's interesting to see how there was two different young quarterbacks really succeeding over the weekend, and they were handled in different ways where Stroud's thrown into the fire, and he really rises to the occasion and, and has an an, an MVP-caliber performance this season. I know he didn't win MVP, but he was legitimately in that discussion for a little bit this season, and he, he showed why on Saturday. Then you have Love, who sat behind Rodgers, got – some playing time at the end of last year, didn't perform great. Instead of bringing in any real competition, the Packers said, you know what, we're going to give you another full year to really get your feet wet. And something changed for him during the bye week. That team just came on so strong in the second half. Jordan Love especially with his crazy touchdown to interception rate. And it's interesting to see that, that the old way and the new way of the NFL both worked in finding a team's quarterback for the future, at least it feels like, with the Packers and Love and, and the Texans. and Stroud. They handle it in their, their separate ways, but they both get a similar feeling result.
0: Yeah, it's it all. It's 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 you know, the world of trying to make sense of it all. You know, and like we are trying now. It's just it's you just can't really make sense of it. You just got to appreciate it. Uh, Why does you know why does year one and CJ Shod work? Why does other QB step in year one and they struggle? You know, heavily. Um, It just depends. You know, different uh, different playbooks and in different organizations. There's good organizations. There's bad organizations. And how they handle uh, young players, but it's it's fun to see, you know, love progress. You know, it's fun to see Shroud step in. And obviously, you know, I mean, he, when he was healthier, you know, through the first part middle of the season, you know, the, the Texans were tough, and then they struggled a little bit there when he got hurt. So obviously, he is he's the real deal. Um, but just the NFL in, in general, it has been you bring a guy in, you let him sit. For three to four years, you let them learn and and develop and process. But the football's you know, football's changing. Not changing, um, I would say, drastically. But just the amount of the the coaching and the education. Uh, I think it's just starting earlier for kids to understand it at a much younger level, middle school to high school, high school to college. It's just they're able to grasp information just with technology and all these things. So uh, you just see kids, you know, and guys can step in right away at the NFL and and. And, and play very successful at, for the most part, you know, there's probably some other guys, uh, you know, that in the last couple of years that have struggled in, in their earlier in their careers. But, uh, what CJ Stroud's doing is, 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 it is very, very impressive.
2: Super important to, to get to that right situation. Like it, Joe Burrow landed with Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have green Bay, the, uh, the picture of quarterback picking and development. I mean, two, three quarterbacks in 30 years and, not to anoint Jordan Love yet, but man, he uh, he really flipped a switch, which is important and impressive. I think all you need to know about Love is that Bears fans are terrified of that performance yesterday. <laughs> oh, completely. <laughs> no, and, well, they are. You, you look at you look at uh, Chicago's situation. I mean, yeah, I mean they, they they may move on uh, yeah. fr- and, and get a, a bunch of picks from Atlanta and and go with Kayla Williams.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's. Case in point, right there. I, I was trying to think of you know other quarterbacks. I mean Justin Fields, mm-hmm. you know a, a top pick, and just the Bears is just they they're g- good organization, but just haven't got the right guys and, and staff in there to kind of to figure it out. Uh, you, just, I mean, I look at other successful college coach, you know, of, uh, QBs. Marcus Mariota struggled, mm-hmm. you know, coming out. I, I, I the Falcons uh, had a drafted a quarterback. He's he shrug- struggled you know at times. Um, it's just it's hard, and I drew I truly believe it's about getting the right mix of coach, the staff, with the organization, and then getting players in the right position in the right mindset. Because sometimes that's just, there's some bad coaches in the NFL. Trust mm-hmm. me, I've, I've seen some. Um, and they can just, egos and, and just all that stuff just gets it's, it's become a mess. And when you get a, a young kid that's given the keys of the franchise and a whole bunch of money uh it, it can be a very stressful situation so it the the chemistry matters so much uh and that's why you see teams obviously go through the due diligence that they do now to to draft a guy because they they know it has to work and you have to land a guy and you have to hit early on otherwise it sets your franchise back years hmm. and uh i mean you see the lions are just finally getting out of it right of setting their setting their franchise back so they you gotta you gotta Go through everything with a fine-tooth comb and, and find the right GM, head coach, and quarterbacks and or your top picks to, to fit what your team needs.
1: As a Broncos fan, Jay, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we won't
2: go into that. Uh, oh, but,
1: Paxton Lynch to Simeon, to Russell Wilson, and seven other guys I'm not even naming. Oh
2: my God! Yeah, that, that old John. Uh <laughs> <L. A>. was <laughs> supposed to make it better, not uh, not worse. Yep. Jay, let's get your take on Saban stepping away and Kalen DeBoer, a Midwest dude that uh, said, you know what? I'll I'll take that challenge and that shadow, that animal on of of Alabama as he's rolling tide.
0: Yeah not uh not totally surprised you, we'd heard Savin potentially stepping down this year you know just of the uh, obviously the age is one thing but kind of getting frustrated just the way with college football's kind of going and trending i think that was uh, part of his decision too but you, you know you earlier you, you hear of uh, landing oregon you hear uh norvell florida state and they put out landing put out that great social media post uh norbell you know piped up you maybe heard lane kiffin stepping in there but DeBoer makes a whole hell of a lot of sense in this situation a guy that's done it at every level i would got to think nick saban has some input on on you know who they're reaching out to and who thinks a viable option to to take over but what what uh DeBoer's done and you know at in sioux Falls, you know in south dakota at, at the nai level to uh you know being Coaching at, you know, as an OC at Indiana to being the head coach at Fresno State, uh, all those different scenarios. He's won and he's produced and uh, turned washing around really quickly, um, you know, getting to the national championship game. So just, it's an excellent opportunity. I just, it, it takes a guy with some massive stones to go there and, <laughs> and take after saving, though. I mean, you have to be damn sure of yourself and uh, sure that, you know, have a good uh, communication with that leg department because it's it's you're taking over a guy with what six seven national championships and and the winning percentage he had there from 2007 until now is just it's it's remarkable uh but i think i think that's a guy that's up for the challenge and it's gonna be kind of it's just is it uh do they take a step back you know early on with the board you, you, you've seen some uh some transfers from from um Alabama, you, he might get some guys to leave Washington and, and come to, and to come to Alabama too, but do they take a step back uh, with, the, with Texas and Oklahoma stepping in next year or is it just business as usual for Alabama and you know they're, it's 10, 11, 12 wins and you know they're playing an SEC championship game every year it's going to be kind of fun to see this process go down because we know what the process is after a legend steps down and you have a guy come in. it's, it's not the easiest task in the world.
2: More thoughts with Jay Moore, Blackshirt Husker NFL, a reminder about uh, pro volleyball. The Supernova's going to hit the court for the first ever Pro Volleyball Federation match January 24th against the Atlanta Vibe. Get your tickets now. First serve at 7 p.m. at CHI. Log on now, supernovas.com for your season tickets or your single match uh, tickets. Supernovas.com. Jay Moore back with us on Hale Varsity.
1: And now back to Hale Varsity
2: Radio. Jay Moore's with us, blackshirt Husker, NFLer, Hale Varsity Radio. So we're talking uh, the world of college football. All right, the carousel is spinning crazily to the NFL, and what does your gut tell you about Harbaugh? You didn't, you weren't in Frisco when when Jimbo was there. Uh, but you're, you know what happened with some of your mates, and you went to a, you know, the Niners went to a Super Bowl under him. Uh, it sounds like he is interviewing with the Chargers, the the Raiders open. Vrabel's out there. Do you think Balachek ends up in Dallas? Uh, kind of throw your dart, if you will, for some of these NFL openings and some of these names you know that that need to find a new address.
0: Yeah. I think Harbaugh he wants he wants to he wants another shot at the NFL. I think he went back to his alma mater, got them obviously a national championship, got into some sticky situations of which we've you know discussed at length. Uh, but I think he wants another shot. Chargers. He spent some time part of his career, I believe, with the Chargers, so that makes sense to to go out there and, and try to fix that situation. And he's got a great quarterback and you know some good great talent that honestly just underachieved this year uh to step in there and get them right i think any team that's looking for a coach is, you got to look at mike Vrabel. he is a fantastic coach smart very very smart but a player's coach anymore that's what you need in the nfl you need a player's coach season's so long seasons of grind uh you have to have great relationships and you have to kind of be able to say hey you mean you know Vrabel's only been retired for you know what 10 10 years maybe i don't know how long he's he's gotten into the coaching business but he, i mean won all the Super Bowls with Brady so he knows he knows what it is to go through the grind and play at a high level and how to take care of body and take care of his players so I would um you got to look at him I think the Raiders should probably keep Antonio Pierce another player's coach I would lean that way uh, this the how they're able to kind of turn around and be competitive um in the second half of the year once he stepped in uh, you like him you know I don't know where you know like a team like the Falcons look I don't know where the team like maybe the you know, the commander's look, um, Belichick's obviously a name out there that has been linked to potentially the Cowboys' job, having the relationship with Jerry Jones. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see and, and shake out here the next, what, week or so, you'd think, if Jerry Jones wants to, wants to move on from McCarthy. So um, I, I think Pierce for sure, Raiders, I would say Harbaugh, I would make sense to land with the chargers or who or another NFL team. Cause there's, there's, there's a ton. There's gonna be some options and he hired an NFL agent. I can see Belichick with the Cowboys. I, I don't know. Variable could go. I mean, variable could go to the commanders. Variable could go to the Falcons. I think, uh, he could take a year off if he wanted to. If, uh, if Ohio state loses again next year to Michigan, to Michigan, who knows what Ryan day situation is. Do you, you want to step in at Ohio state and take on that animal? But, uh, I know if I'm if I'm the Falcons or the Commanders or even the Cowboys in this situation, I'm knocking on. I'm 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 calling Mike Vrabel to see uh, to see how he feels about their their job because uh, he's a he's a hell of a football coach.
1: Jay, if you were in the, the shoes of one of these coaches currently jobless, going around hitting the the interview process, which team do you think is is best set up for success? And, and I know obviously personalities and coaching style matter in this conversation, but if you take all that out of it and you're just looking purely at the roster. Which team do you think is most set up for success for a potential new head coach?
0: I'd say the Chargers. Herbert. I mean, since we just talked about QB-driven league, they got a, they got a good one. I know he's banged up this year. You keep him healthy. Uh, they got some good guys defensively. Uh, offensively, there's some there's some talent there uh, besides Herbert in, in LA. So I, I would say them. I mean, if Dallas makes a move, <laughs> you they're they're obviously that defense is ridiculously good. You know, Atlanta and the NFC South was just a back and forth grind. Uh, you know, a nine and eight team wins that division. Uh, the the Commanders are probably in the worst situation. And that defense was atrocious this year. Uh, you know, who do they do they lean on? You know, their their QB situation. Um, kind of some guys who've grinded it out and and uh, you know, not not a they don't have a sexy name at, at QB right now there. So. I would definitely say Chargers are 1A for me and then if if you know if the Cowboys make a move then you got to think you know Jerry Jones and whoever he go you know would go and get would be you know just another battle with the Eagles every year in the you know in the east going forward.
2: Well the the list is long with Tennessee, Washington, Atlanta, Seattle, Chargers, Carolina, open, Philly could come open. Uh that's uh, some storm clouds there with Sirianni. Dallas could come open and yeah, you've got a small pool of candidates. I like your AP take on, on Vegas. I like your take on, on the chargers with Harbaugh. And I think Belichick will, will coach again. I know Atlanta's really hot after him. It's just a matter of, of control, Jay. And you look at, at Belichick he he was the personnel guy on top of you know the GM and the head coach and there was just some some misses quite honestly with uh, who he drafted and he gave some of that control over and Mac Jones wasn't really handled the best and you know what what's your ownership like when it comes to the keys and what's your your GM slash head coach relationship like I mean that's yeah. that's super important
0: no it's very very important I it's vastly important I the relationship from top to bottom has to be really good. And he had it there for a long time with, with Bob Kraft and in the Patriots, but he also had arguably the greatest cube QB of all time. That was underpaid. And so they could use some of that money to go get other people and keep guys like Gronkowski and Edelman and, uh, you know, early on Wes Walker and some, or, or go get some, you know, pay some, you know, defensive guys, the Vince Wilforks, the variables, the, the Marvin Harrison's, um, Gosh, you just all those guys back in that time. Does that work? You know, can can you get a young QB or a QB to not you know go out and get as much money so you can pay some other guys? Uh, it's just Brady was. There's no one ever liked him. I don't know if everybody will ever like him again. The Guy was so locked in and um, held everyone accountable. So I think you know Brady was just was like another coach, OC, uh, general manager on the field in that in that situation. I just don't know if you're ever gonna have that relationship between a craft of Belichick and a Brady again, that was, that was unique, very, very unique, um, to where people have, have tried to mimic and recreate it and they just have not Um, so it's gonna be tough. I just don't know if, and I don't, and maybe Belichick thinks about that too. It's just like, man, uh, what we had there for, you know, those, that decade with Tom and that's, that was special. I, it's just hard to, you know, does he get that at Atlanta? Does he get that at in Dallas? Does he get it wh- wherever? Who else? You know, s- Seattle. You just go down the list, right? Does that? Does that? Can you can you recreate? You know, is that because you're kind of just you're kind of chasing that uh, your that that purple dragon, right? That that they had there for so long. That high. I just don't know if you can recreate it again and, and find that perfect mix of of owner, general managers. And and players uh, because they had had something going there for a long time.
2: Bird will check in next week. More NFL thoughts. Thanks for a few minutes today.
0: Yep, you got it boys.
2: Good to spend time with Jay Moore. Blackshirt Husker NFLer podcast is there for you. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We'll get to some of your stream questions. Steve, thanks for chiming in and he has a plethora of NFL questions and the possible Twitter question of the week with Elijah either photoshopping or posing in the deep snow will find out what's real and what's imagined in a wrestling singlet. I kid you not. We'll wind down on Monday at tale of our city powered by cornhead logger.